This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Oh boy! One and three. Well, we won one out of in the first quarter. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to the Blowhole on Finsider Radio. This week, you have the dubious distinction Ooh. of being forced to listen to Robcast and I, James Radio. As we whine about play calling and the general malaise that goes along with being a Dolphins fan. Have you purchased your Jason Sanders jersey yet, Rob? MVP. He was lights out on Sunday. He's our MVP. Yeah, we were all joking at the the bar I was at watching the game about uh, how we thought the Dolphins were going to win 18 to 17 in the second half when it looked like that (laughs) that was going to be the final score. And we were all going to buy Jason Sanders jerseys. So uh, that that didn't happen. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and yeah, man, uh, how did how did you feel about Sunday, Rob? So uh, I bought the ticket. <laughs> <Just because. laughs> and it's a good thing because this game's not going to be on here either. So it works no. out. Most of the games are on here. So that's why I don't do it. I'm like, they're they're most of them are on the TV. Um, I actually had to watch it again on the on the game pass because i first time owning the ticket i just couldn't stop having four games on the tv at once and like every there was just too much going on and i didn't pay enough attention to the game like you know where you're like focused into onto all the stupid plays um and there were stupid plays but gosh darn that was a winnable game like you know the yeah the what should we? What do we want to get the ref thing out of the way first? Because we have to. Because it's in us, and it and it and no, it I was just, bad. I just kind of want to go. Let's let's just kind of go through the whole thing, right. right? Like, I mean, like just just from the from the top, like just like overall, like like it was not at all what I was expecting. Like even though the score was pretty close to what I predicted, the game itself, like the flow, just didn't it didn't really go the way Humble I thought. Like brag. it, it should have been ten to nine at halftime. Like it, like that should have been the score at halftime, and, and I was thinking it was probably going to be like, you know, seventeen to ten or something along those lines. Like a, 
you know, a little bit, a little bit more scoring I thought was going to happen. I didn't think the Dolphins were not going to be able to get in the end zone. <laughs> so you think the actual 17 to nine was very different from your 17, 10 prediction? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying I was expecting it to be more of like, I was expecting more scoring. I guess you're right. It did end up being like 17 to nine was, was I was, <laughs> I know it was funny the way it, I knew what you meant. It was funny the way it came out. It did really come out the wrong way, but yeah, I mean, but yes, I thought, I mean, it should have been 10 to nine, but that's, that's when things kind of changed, right? It was, it was, it was at 10 to nine and it was looking like a, like kind of just like an ugly football game. Dolphins on offense did not look at all what I expected them to look like. They weren't, um, you know, I, I thought they would try to do the ball control thing, which they came out and they did well, but the drives weren't ending in touchdowns. They were ending in field goals. Um, they had that turnover on the first drive right off the bat. Um, Tip you know, pass they, hurts, but yeah, they were able to recover, you know, like, and, and make a game out of it. It wasn't like they, you know, the, the defense actually played pretty well in the first half until that play at the end. And I just, I don't understand how that happens. And the same thing happened to them last year in the Pittsburgh game, if you yeah. remember, where they were burned right at the end of the half where they were, they were leading, remember? And then they gave up that, how, do they not understand like the the situation, like situational football? I feel like Flores would know that better than anybody. Well, that was obvious. I mean, it was a blown coverage. It wasn't the plan wasn't to to. But there was no that. safety help. Like even if it, even if the even if the guy had even if Ignogmini had stayed with him, there was no safety over the top. Like so, it's still one on one. You can't have you can't have single coverage on a. Like, did two guys blow the coverage? Possibly, but again, he's their third guy. Like, if you're you're focusing on on Metcalf and Lockett, there, not I mean, DJ, obviously you need to cover DJ more, but having him be single covered isn't the end of the world if you have Metcalf and Lockett blanket in that. Correct, case. but the whole like the whole scheme behind playing a, a you know, and I, I mean, I know the prevent defense is not no, but that was twenty six seconds. Like you, that's twenty six seconds. You play prevent the whole yeah. the whole point of prevent is you're not watching men. You're guarding spots of the field, like you're, it's zone instead of man. Like, how are you? Oh, I was wa- I was men? watching men. What's that? I was watching men. <laughs> how are you playing? How are you playing man coverage and not zone in that in that? Because we're how, so. Didn't you watch the first? Happened in the Pittsburgh game last year. Didn't you watch the first two weeks? We're great at man. What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> so but, again, we came out in man to start. Uh, against the Seahawks, and then we start. We actually started having some success on defense when we switched to zone. I think it was, I think it was good to change up looks. Like I think it's, it's obviously in in today's NFL, you need to change looks. You can't just say I'm playing zone the entire time versus I'm playing man the entire time. Um, and you need but, to disguise it, right? Exactly. So, but this is this is a situation where you you have to play zone. Like like I, I know that. Like I know that. Like you. Like we saw it, the same thing happened to them last year. I just, I'm, I was expecting us to be a little bit better than that. And the Seahawks are a better team, and we played them well. And our first four games have been very, very difficult. We're going to get into statistical forecasting about the first quarter, but those are the types of mistakes you don't want to see. And before we get into the second half recap, like that's like, it just is frustrating as a Dolphins fan. Very frustrating. But you know, if I want to put on my optimist hat. They're, the defense is making strides. They that was probably that's the best. De- well, I mean the Bills the way they're playing, but that's one of the top offenses in the league, and they did their job for the most part, right? You're go- you're not going to shut them. You're not going to shut them out, but they did what no, they had to I mean, do. Other than a, there was blown even calls. holding them to a field goal, like even even if like even if after the big play they, they're able to shut it down and stop them and force them to three. Like that's that's a huge win for them, especially because as the second half started, the Seahawks went they got the ball, went right down the field, and then uh, and Xavier Howard made a tremendous play uh, on uh, I don't know if that was a third and goal or, or but it was a goal. It goal was thir- third. It was third and goal. Got right in front of the receiver and uh, and made a, a really nice pick uh, in the end zone that that really could have shifted the fortunes had we gone down and gotten a touchdown. We did keep the ball for a very long time, which was great, but ended up kicking a field goal so well i mean it shifted the four i mean that game is a lot different if we're down by you know if we're if we're down 15 instead of eight or even 11 oh, correct so. game's over i'm just saying like they they, they didn't was, i wasn't thrilled with the play calling on offense or defense and i i thought we'd be further along like this was a game that you know granted we shouldn't have won but i, I you know given the this the skill level of the two teams but 
I mean, if we want to get past this, like, I mean, I know we're still in rebuilding phase and this is, you know, year two. And I just, I thought we would have seen, like, this is a game I, I would have liked to have seen them. They had an opportunity to win, to see them actually grab that, you know, and, and win. But, you know, play calling was suspect. I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm with you because, but I'm, I'm split, right? Because all this whole time we're, we're saying you have to, you have to take, you know, take these four weeks, first four weeks as sort of a preseason, like, don't, you know, you can't just assume this is what the team's going to look like and you have to give them some, some room to, to grow. But, but Seattle's secondary has been horrible and we're not throwing the ball deep. It was something I wanted to mention last week that I forgot. And I will mention now because it bugged me again, very little pre-snap motion, which you know what wasn't a big thing when Gailey was was a was was in his prime. But that's that's what the McVeighs are doing. That's what that's what uh, Andy Reid is doing. Like the great offenses are moving guys pre-snap to get that to get an easy read on the defense to find you know to find yourself a mismatch to get guys in position to make plays and we're not doing it it's just it's it's like it's like having a like a a free boost and not using it and and that right. that's bugging me and on the they they did run some motion on a few plays and when they did they were they were successful to your point um couple other things uh you know i mean there's i do want to finish the second half recap but for those of you that listen to the show enough, like you realize we don't, I mean, we, we complain about the officiating probably a reasonable amount. I wouldn't say we we do it anymore. I say as a podcast, we complain a reasonable amount. You complain a lot. And then I complain less to make it that we complain a reasonable amount. Fair. I will will (laughs) say that I complain more than you, but I don't. Okay. I'm not even going to argue with that. But I, I I give you the floor. <laughs> Lay into them because it was terrible. <laughs> there was the first half. There, the first half, there were some some really questionable calls that that you know really could have shifted the momentum of the game. There was that holding call on the Gaskin run, which was early in the game. That 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 ended up. That was the first time I think they had to settle for a field goal. Um, was because they were pushed back ten yards. That was like that. That's the kind. It was a, a holding call on the on the guard Eric Flowers. It's an interior blocking move. His, his hands were inside. I mean, that you could call holding. If that's holding, then every single play is holding. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, every, I mean, every single play is holding, but they're, they're not supposed to call those. Right. Like, that was that was a little egregious to me. There were some other missed calls in the first half. Um, the forward pass. I mean, at at the time, right. in live action, it looked it did look like he was way over. But when they replayed it, I'm like, you know what? He, his foot was still behind the line. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't. Yeah, I'm, another uh, kind of like it felt early to, to use a challenge, but I, I I still think you got a challenge there, right? Uh, it was third down. You have to. That stopped the drive. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I think you I think you use a challenge there, and and they didn't. So that kind of goes more towards play calling, but it was a bad call by the officials again. Another missed call. Um, and, and that one was close, but it was missed. Yeah. I mean, and then. I'm trying to. Were there was were there any other like egregious misses in the first half? I feel like there was there were a few things that happened that just that, that just didn't sit right with me. But I don't know. I, the, the the forward pass were the the two big ones in the first half, and then of course uh, you know at the end of the game, so the Seahawks uh, their offense eventually started going, and you know they got a touchdown. Um, and the, the Dolphins came back, and you know, they ended up throwing a you know. Fitzpatrick threw a bad pick that like a, like a very, very bad Fitzpatrick pick. His first pick, the one to start the game wasn't really his fault. He got hit while he was throwing. Um, but the second one was just a, just an awful pick. And it led to a, another touchdown for the Seahawks vintage. Um, we were able to get down and get a touchdown. Um, and then we kicked the ball. We, we tried the onside kick. That was not a very good uh, attempt at the onside kick. And Apparently pretty- onside kicks only work if the other team does not try to uh, recover it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Um, so then, but then the Seahawks had the ball, you know, they were going to run it three times in a row. Um, and I, I would have liked to have seen them do a better job of stopping them, knowing that they were going to run three times in a row and they, they didn't, but they did. The ball didn't reach the, the, the end of the pole when they were measuring it and they still gave them a first down and there was clearly space in between the ball and the pole. Now I'm not saying that the Seahawks wouldn't have gone for it on fourth down and gotten it because they most likely would have. I mean, we did stop them on a fourth down earlier in the game, but you know, 
they're probably going to pick that up and that's not the reason we lost the game but still like it's hard to you know we gotta we gotta start winning to start getting those calls probably but i mean that's just ridiculous like the ball didn't reach the pole it did not but you know that's that's the best technology we can come up with is uh is a is a two poles and and some and some string <laughs> holding together. Apparently, I think they use those also to talk to each other. But with tin cans, they use the same string. Uh, in and then between. when they were replaying it, you know, they were doing the replay to see if if he got the the spot to gain, like to see if it was the right spot. I'm like, it, it doesn't matter if it was the right spot. It's short of the yard to gain. Like, like right. you measured it, it was short, and you gave them the first down. Like, can you review how you measured it? Like that was, it was just ridiculous. Um, it's possible and, the distance between. It's not the distance between the sticks, but the but the distance the of, end the, of the chain, the chain, because then there's the other kind of links because it was between that. But you're right. I've never seen that. It's it's always been it's always been the stick. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, probably wouldn't have they, they most likely would have gotten the first down the next play anyway. Um, but just just frustrating. Just uh, like, again, just just goes into the general malaise of, of being a Miami Dolphins football fan. Um. Now come on now, we we've this this is we these last two seasons as bad as we've been. This is this is this is hopeful. This is not malaise. Go put that on your Jets podcast. This is all weird. right, Rob. Um, okay, so let's move into statistical forecasting since we finished our first quarter of the season. We um, did, and we'll also talk as in this segment. We're also going to break down the uh, the matchup with the 49ers, which is our our week five opponent. Um, but looking back at the first four games. Uh, we had the Pats Bills on the road, or we had the Pats on the road, the Bills and Jags, Bills at home, Jags on the road, Seahawks at home. Um, we both were pretty much in agreement. I think I had the Dolphins with a little bit higher chance to beat the Patriots. You had the Dolphins with a little bit higher chance to beat the Bills, but we both uh, had them ending up with two wins in the first in the first quarter. They ended up with one. Um, which was our worst case scenario. And that is what came to fruition. They beat the Jags, both the Pats and the bills in fairness are much better than we thought they were going to be going into the season. Even the Seahawks. Like we, we didn't think, you know, like we knew the Seahawks were like wild card team, but now they're like, you know, maybe first round by, you know, kind of team. Yep. So that puts us at one and three going into the second quarter. Now our second quarter opponents are the 49ers on the road, which is this week. Broncos on the road, and then the two LA teams at home, the Chargers and the Rams. So let's break down the 49ers game first, and then we'll go through kind of the rest of the quarter and see how we want to adjust our probabilities. So the 49ers have been ravaged by injuries, uh, as most of you know. Um, I believe Garoppolo comes back this week. Kittle came back last week and looked like a beast. Uh, I think Mostert is practicing as well. So they should be full go on offense, which is uh, – going to be a challenge for us and uh, debo samuel is back as well what was that rob oh debo samuel is back as well yeah so he played last week um also uh the the rookie brandon Ayuk looks good um yeah they're and mckinnon uh who's who had been injured for them before is back he gives them another look at the running back situation they have a very good offensive line um the receiving core is is underrated but but talented uh kittle is probably the best tight end in the nfl Maybe Kelsey's better. I actually like Kittle a little bit more. Um, and then Garoppolo is a, a more than capable quarterback uh, when he plays. Uh, I mean, Mullins looked terrible in that Sunday night game, um, but they still really should have won um, even without him. And they, they destroyed the Giants and the Jets uh, with the skeleton crew. And now that they're getting healthy, um, you know, I had them at a 0.2% chance of winning. Uh, their defense is, is banged up. They have no, no uh, Nick Bosa. And no, uh, D Ford is probably not going to play either, but they've been rolling all kinds of other guys out. The Deion Jordan looks like the Deion Jordan, I think, that we thought we were getting in the draft for them so far. Uh, Fred Warner is an excellent linebacker that they have, and their secondary is solid, if not spectacular. They'll get pressure, uh, and they should stop the run uh, most of the time. So this is going to be a, a really tough game for us. I had him at 0.2%. Rob, I see that you changed it to 0.4%. Correct. Giving them more of a chance to win. I'm going to keep us at 02 on this. So the Jets and the Giants are the worst two teams in the NFL right now? Agreed. And and who do they play again? The Eagles? Uh, uh, they lost to the Eagles and the Cardinals. And the Eagles are terrible, and the Cardinals are not are hit or miss. Like the Cardinals they, are okay. The Cardinals are okay. So 
I they're beat up. I don't I think they're better than us, even beat up, but I think I think the Seahawks team is better than they are, and we we were able to play with them. I think we can stay in this game and this is uh you know and Garoppolo's not you know he has he's not great I'm, he's better no, than No no no. I mean you were you were talking about offense offensive schemes that use motion a lot. Right. This offense uses a ton of motion and misdirection and they do it very very well. And this defense as we've seen is pretty susceptible to those sorts of things. So I think we're going to have a hard time stopping them on Sunday. I, I, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little bit of the optimist, but I, I feel like where we t- tend to get killed is, is in the game when we're playing like the quarterbacks who can make things happen, like Josh Allen, like Russell Wilson, like, like Cam, right? Guys that when the play breaks down and we did everything right, they're still able to scoot around for a little bit and by that time to make a big play Garoppolo's not that guy I think yes their their offensive line is great their running game is great I'm not saying we're going to shut them down I just think I just think this is this is the time this is the game where where we we make a little bit of a statement all right I I hope you're right the line for the game is the Dolphins are getting I believe nine and a half at last I checked uh yes that was I don't I actually I need to look at it for right now but that was the line. Yeah I have it I have it up so um actually I, I don't have it up anymore no it's at nine right now so I like the forty nine my prediction for this game is forty niners thirty one dolphins seventeen so I like the forty niners to cover. Wow you monster! It's a terrible matchup it's just an awful awful matchup for us. I. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game 27-24. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I, I would love that. I just uh, – I don't see it. Not with uh, not with the – the, That's because you're a homer. It's a team that we should beat. I think this team right now is a team that can beat teams that they should beat and will not beat any teams that they should not beat. I mean, that that is the team for the, the first quarter. Rate is. And I'm and I'm hoping I'm hoping that changes, right? And that I mean I don't know. We'll have to get into the. Do you want to wade into the the two any kind of Tua talk at this point? Since there are a lot of fans that want to see him, I know we don't. Not yet. Want Let's to go see through the yet. rest of the quarter. Okay. The rest of the the quarter. Maybe we'll 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 we're both we all know he's not coming out this game, right? So we're and right. You're predicting a win. So are you going to change your point four to a point six? No. Just because it's on the road, I, I think okay. I'm saying we're going to win, but realistically, well, forty percent chance—that's a coin flip—and with with the wind going against you. Okay, all right. So the next one is at the Broncos. So we—you had this at point five. I had it at point four. Um, I know you're going to lower it. What are you changing it to, Rob? Lowering it. I think you mean raising it. I mean raise it. I'm sorry. Yeah, so 80%. I'd, I'd give it an 80% on my side as well. <clears throat> yeah, I just think, I mean, the Broncos, they're, they're deep. They lost too many guys on all around. And, I mean, I don't know what – is Drew Locke's going – is he even – does he have a chance to play by then? Um, He might have a chance to play. I'm not entirely sure, um, but I guess we'll – I mean, he's he's not great, but I know he's better than what he's they got, got about now. about a month, I think. Okay. So – if he plays, yeah, if he plays, it's it's different. Maybe we'll revise it next week when we come back to, to visit that one. So yeah, it might be a seven. We both had this at point seven. I'm going to take it down to a point five, Rob. I am. I'm not, man. Okay, you're going to keep it at point seven. And then the Rams, uh, once again at home, You, I see you went down to a point five on this one. I'm also going to go down. I'm going to go oh, down no, to a point I, I haven't moved this yet. That I was point five. I'm go, I'm oh, going, you were? Yeah, I'm going to point three. All right, I'm going to do point four. All right. Oof. You, you are. You, you, so what's it's your... Uh, to a, a 1.9. So my, my, my predicted wins for the second quarter is 1.9 which is two, and that's going to be basically my optimistic prediction here is getting two wins. 
Um, I think, I think, actually, I, I would change my optimistic to three. I think we could get three. I doubt we will. And pessimistic? I'll keep it at one because I think that I think we I think we definitely win one of them. Okay, so I am with you. Like, I the Broncos Chargers are winnable games, and you split with the Niners and Rams. That's that's the most optimistic like turn of events you could see. As far as pessimistic, I think I I had this as we could lose them all, and I don't see that as the case. We definitely going to win. You know, we got to win one of those, just like we had to win one of the ones um, in the first batch. Ooh. So your your high water mark is still eleven. My high water mark is now ten. Um, and then your low water mark is four. My low water mark is still four. And then our our basic probability off the win chances we're giving them is 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 around eight. So we're well. We're, let's that's that's with our initial chances. If we if we set the Q oh, one down. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it auto refreshed, Rob. I, what what kind of what kind of hacky Excel are you running? I here? changed the <laughs> I changed the optimistic and the pessimistic. I didn't change the chances. So this this makes right. us we're looking more like a seven seven win team right now with that start. And that sounds have. about right to me. Yeah, yeah. It's not that last the last quarter of this of this schedule is brutal. We do Chiefs, Pats, Raiders, Bills. Like that's that's tough. Now getting back to the two question before we go into break, if if we lose the Broncos game. And the 49ers game, which I think we're definitely going to lose the 49ers game. But if we lose the Broncos game, I think it's time for Tua. <laughs> I, I don't know how you feel about it. So, honestly, I, I'm, I'm okay with waiting until the, the coaching staff says it's okay. Like, if, if, if they felt well, that's what like... I'm saying. If we're 1-5 after losing to the Broncos, like, what's the point of playing Fitzpatrick anymore? Well, so I, the the devil's advocate. Unless to, he's not healthy. To make that argument, though. Not but if the team, if the team is not playing correctly, if the offensive line is not doing their blocks right, if the running backs are not picking up the blocks, if the if the wide receivers aren't running the routes you want them to, you can't put a rookie quarterback in there and expect them to to succeed, right? It's so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree a little bit with you there. I mean. I, I agree. Like I want them to have the best chance to succeed, but I I think that mentality you're describing is a little antiquated. Like I think I like what they've done so far. Like, but do you see Burrow and Herbert in on their teams respectively? The the Bengals are terrible. They have an awful offensive line. They have no they have no real weapons on offense. I mean, some of those guys look okay. Mixon's okay. Their defense is bad. That's a bad team, right? But you know, Burrow's going to learn, and he and he's looking okay. He's dealing with it. Tua is supposed to be, if he hadn't gotten hurt, supposed to be better than Burrow. And this team is better than that Bengal team. If we're one in five, you got to put him in there. There's no reason. Like, I was all for learning under Fitzpatrick, get, get, giving him a chance to get a little more healthy, learn the offense. You know, you didn't get a preseason. All that's out the window at one in five. At one in five, now we got to see what we got, right? Because we're going to have two high draft picks. And we, and we really have to really think about, like, in today's NFL, if he's not going to work, then, then we got we need to know now so we can get another quarterback. That that that's true. I mean, if, if there's a shot at Lawrence, you have to you have right. to know whether 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 you're gonna <laughs> rose into a or not. Yeah, like we got to figure it out. So if we're one in five, like we need all the time we can to figure out if he's the answer or not. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying if if there's a reason not to it's it's if you feel like the rest of the team is not going to put him in position i don't i don't i agree with you i don't think that's the case but that's the argument that's that's the that's the reason why it would happen right and if we're if we're 2 and 6 also at the end of this quarter at the end of this next quarter then at the halfway point then i think you got to put two in as well like i mean i i think basically if you're if you have a losing record after the after the Chargers, I mean, if you if you're not close to 500 after the Chargers and and Rams, then maybe that's around when you look at it. Like so, Broncos, Chargers, Rams. I think that's where the two a watch begins. But do you really? I mean, if you're if you're thinking that, are you really going to put him in against the Chargers defensive line or Aaron Donald, or would you wait for the Cards and the Jets and the bye week? Like. If it's me, I'm taking the kid gloves off. If he's healthy, you play him. He's going to have to play defenses like that eventually. Like, you can't hide him from defenses. Obviously, but is that how you want to start him? I mean, at that point, you almost have to start it. You almost want to start him. Well, that's on the road. I don't know if you want to start him in mile high to start his career. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's playing this in the first half. I don't think he's playing these eight game in these eight games without an injury. I'm. I'm going to change my tune if they don't turn the. If well, the team doesn't start playing better. I'm saying I don't think he will play. Not that I don't want him to. I just say right. I don't think they're. I don't think he's playing until. Honestly, I. I, I yeah, I, I couldn't see them. I don't think they'd put him in before the Cards game. And then it, it, that all depends on how the team's playing and and you know how where they are. Okay, I'm pretty sure we're way over for the first segment, so let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into pick watch, or <laughs> not pick watch. We'll get into pick 'em, but we'll we'll rehash pick watch as we remember our our fallen friend Bill O'Brien with the Houston Texans. Please stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back. Um, so we're going to go through NFL Pick'em. Uh, let's recap last week, Rob. Did I think, did you win last week? I did not. You pulled off another 2-1 to one because I keep going against the stupid Bills. <laughs> you started with the Jets, went down right. 0-1, and then the Browns, that Browns-Cowboys game, you had the Browns, and then the Bills, again, they won by seven. They only needed to win by three. Wow, I picked the Browns and the Jets, and I still won. That's amazing. Uh, that's, that's, that's incredible. These are, these are strange times we live in, Rob. Strange times. They are so, awful. In honor, uh, in honor of, uh, of our fallen our fallen friend, Bill O'Brien, former head coach and GM of the, the Houston Texans. Can you hit me with a pick watch drop, Rob? Welcome to Pick Watch 2021. Your host, James Radio and Rob Prime. So these are exciting times to be a Dolphin fan in terms of, uh, I mean, we were excited about all the draft capital we had last season, but this season might be even better. I know we don't have as many first round picks, um, but that Texans first round pick is seeming and we have their second round pick, um, which is going to be a very, very high draft pick as well. Um, for those of you that don't know, Brian was the uh, head coach and uh, acting GM for the, the Houston Texans. He basically had the rights to all their football personnel decisions and he uh, traded a boatload of draft picks for Laramie Tunsil and, uh, the Dolphins now own all of those. And then he also traded his best player right before the beginning of this season, a season in which he had no first or second round pick to replace him with. Um, uh, that would be DeAndre Hopkins was sent to the Arizona Cardinals. So the Texans are now 0-4 after losing to the 0-3 Vikings on Sunday. And Bill O'Brien was unceremoniously unceremoniously fired. Actually, I believe they had a ceremony. Oh, uh, there was a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. It was small, but... How excited are you about the potential for uh, a very, very... An additional very, very high draft pick to our draft pick that's looking like it's going to be pretty high on its own? I am very, very excited. And to your point, it means... To your earlier point, not to rehash it, but it would... We do have to get two of some reps because we have to know how good he is because we might be in position to for Trevor Lawrence or to trade Trevor Lawrence for for a bounty. Correct. Now yeah, I, I would like to I would like to go on record as saying and I don't know if if uh this is a good opportunity to promote our Twitter which we never ever do at T blowhole on Twitter. I tweeted uh, there was a leaked there was some leaked footage of him in practice from a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw that Rob, but it was I mean 
clearly it was only a couple plays and, you know, might've just been edited to make him look good. But the, the, the throws and the reads were, were excellent, which are supposed to be, you know, his strengths. Um, and they, it was very, very impressive in a, you know, a very short, you know, little snippet, but very, very impressive looking in practice. So I still have confidence that he's going to be a good quarterback. Like I think he should be better than Herbert and he, you know, really he was more highly rated than Burrow if, if he's healthy. So that's the whole knock, right? Is if he's healthy. Right. And I think, I mean, I'm not long-term, I'm not worried about it, but you know, short-term I'd rather, I'd rather him sit a year than, than, you know, than get hurt. But I, you know, I think most, probably most people agree. Yeah. So I guess we shall see, but either way, um, the Texans are terrible. Um, and then, uh, while we're talking about them, let's talk about their their opponent this week. They're home and favored against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Romeo Crennel is their interim coach. He is not a very good coach either. Um, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost to the Bengals last week and we crushed on Thursday Night Football, they might give the Texans problems, but I, I do think the Texans end up getting their first win here. The Texans are favored by five at home. I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking them for five points. All right, well, I'll take the Texans, so we'll have one for the week so far. Um, I'm going to scroll back up to the top of the list and go over the Thursday night game. So tonight's game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Chicago Bears. Tampa Bay favored by three and a half. They have a boatload of injuries on offense as well. Um, I like the Bucs, though. They look like a really good team. Honestly, I've picked against them too often to pick against them. Not enough to pick the Bears, but not enough to pick (laughs) against Uh, yeah the bears are not good bears are not good okay arizona cardinals favored by seven going into new york that line could not be high enough i agree i thought this was a much higher line did something happen i I don't i don't know oh uh flacco starting instead of darnold that wouldn't move the line that wouldn't make the line better for the jets i thought this was double digits i guess i would think that would actually would because darnold is terrible (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but Flacco's terrible too. Like Flacco's terrible, but he's at least an NFL quarterback. Like Darnold is, is clearly, clearly a bust. He's. I think. I think. I think he's more a, a product of 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 his environment. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't help things, but I didn't. He's. He wasn't that good, man. Like he was. Well, like he seemed to have Josh Allen's like decision making, <laughs> and without any of the athletic ability. So. I just, yeah, I didn't, uh, I, I never saw it with him, honestly. Ooh, so breaking, <laughs> breaking, right, cool. breaking news. By the time people hear this, they'll already know, but the uh, Broncos Pats is being moved to Monday night. Okay. So we're going to have two Monday night games again. The Patriots again, they just, they just want all the Monday night games, apparently. Is that going to give Cam enough time to play? I uh, will, I don't know. Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by one and a half. I actually like the Panthers. The Falcons are terrible, and the Panthers are looking kind of frisky. Yeah, that's, I'm, this is not one for me to pick because the Falcons, I mean, their offense is great, but they were terrible against Green Bay. Um, I know Julio was out, and, and Ridley was questionable. The Panthers, yeah, Mike Davis is is a fine as a 75% Christian McCaffrey. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater's been playing well, and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson looks great for them. The you know he's the barely could be used by uh, the Jets. So maybe you're right. Maybe Darnold is as bad as you say. But uh, just I'm get not... away from Gase. Get get anybody away from Gase, and they'll yeah, that's... they'll finish, I think. So you you like the Panthers, right? It's just a point and a yeah. half. They're yeah. actually plus point and a half. The Falcons are favored. Yeah, they're for get, being yeah, home. they're getting. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right. Cincinnati Bengals getting 12 and a half at the Ravens. Uh, oof, tough game for Burrow here on, on the road. I know there's no real fans, but I'm not, I'm not Ravens here. I, I think the Ravens really handed to him. Yeah. I mean, I could see a backdoor cover with a line that big Burrow, like going, you know, going against the softer. Yeah. I could see them covering in garbage time, but not enough to want to put money on this either way. All right. Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas city chiefs chiefs favored by 12. That feels pretty high. The Raiders are not that bad, but I feel like that line's too high. But I've picked the Raiders t- too many times to yeah, to, to I'm go not with them. Touch that. I, I think the Chiefs win. All, All right. right, Rams 
getting or giving seven to the Washington football team in Washington. Uh, give me the Rams there. I agree. So we have Eagles getting seven at the Steelers. Um, I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Steelers here. The the Eagles are way too beat up still. They they have no wide receivers going against the Pittsburgh defense, yeah, so they're gonna they're it's bad. gonna be hard to run. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna it's should be ugly. Colts getting or giving a point and a half at the Browns. I I will take the Browns again. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this Browns train until. until All right, let's do it because I'm taking the Colts. All right, so I got the Browns and the Texans. So what is it? You're what are you getting? Plus or minus here? What is this? Uh, you got. I'm, I'm getting a point and a half Ooh, Browns. I don't like that. It's it's a it's a the Colts might have one of the better defenses in the league, and I think I and we'll so we'll see what this Browns offense is about this week, right? The the Cowboys I agree. is not. I a think test. the Colts are 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 a good football team. I just think that that Browns offense is looking pretty scary right now. Not because of Baker, really, more because of the running game. But right. Anyway. Uh, New York Giants getting eight and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. That's too high. The Cowboys are terrible. I know, but the Giants are truly terrible. The Cowboys are weirdly terrible. The Giants are actually terrible. Yeah, that's true. The Cowboys, they might just blow them out. The Cowboys are are the best bad team I've ever seen. I mean, they're... <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. Yeah, I like the Cowboys there. All right. Vikings getting seven going into Seattle. Um so this Vikings team's a little interesting. Like they were awful to begin. They they moved that that rookie uh, Justin Jefferson into the slot, and and all of a sudden, they're you know they're yeah putting, the offense looks the, yeah, offense, the offense looks, looks much better. What um, it, like it should. I feel like that line's too long. Uh, well, too long. Too lot. <laughs> too low. No. Well. The Seahawks are terrible at defense, and I think you know Cousins is going to be able to throw on him for some. I think his offensive coordinator will actually allow him to go deep against a terrible secondary. Yeah. So what are you? You're taking the Vikings then? Uh, I don't know what to do with that one yet. We do need one more game, huh? Yep. Which way are you leaning? I could go either. So which basically, since we need the game, well, I, I was going to go with the opposite of you. What What are you feeling with the Charger Saints? Uh, I think that line's too high. I'd like the Chargers to cover. All right, I do too. So I will take I'll take the Seahawks minus seven. Right, that means I got the Vikings. I was kind of hoping I'd get the Seahawks here, but that's fine. I'll take the Vikings. Okay, so I got the Vikings plus seven going into Seattle. That's the geez, that's a Sunday night game. And then uh, wait, is this? Yeah, this is Monday night. Uh, yeah. S- so the Saints, uh, we both agree that the Chargers should cover that. So that so the New England game is not on here, probably because there's no line because of Cam. Um, but what do you like for Broncos Pats, which is now the first Monday nighter? Oh yeah, and Bills Titans is also not on here as well. That game's not happening. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I heard that the Titans might be forced to forfeit. Did you hear that? I I haven't heard it officially, but I would not be surprised because they. They, they should apparent- be. I mean, I yeah. think they, I do agree with that. I think they should. Absolutely. With the, the they're they already went to the bye week, and then it turns out they were practicing and all together, and not you know this is the the league yeah. is in, is they're in they're in jeopardy of not finishing this season. Like they have to come down hard. Honestly, right. I, yep. I, I, I I either forfeit this or I tell them you're out. Like you guys are disqualified this season. Everybody gets a tie or a win when they face you and I just, just cut them out of the whole thing if they can't do it. So no, I, I think, yeah. cause honestly, if they don't forfeit now, you got some real weird scheduling things. Like, what are you going to do? You have to play week 18. They have when do they have to play it? Do they only play it? If, if it's necessary for seeding or playoffs, right? Like, they already added the extra playoff game. So, right. Um, or playoff team. I actually, I think, I don't think it added a week to the season. Did it? Well, no, they haven't, but there was talk about, I, I, I was read an article where, Oh, I think it was uh, the the Mad Dog Russo, the sportscaster, was saying he was like, it wouldn't make sense to play it after week 17 
because too much is in play. So it would be so he was like, move week 17 a week back and they play the week before. And then you play all of the games to see who wins, you know, who wins or ends what. Who knows? Hey, There's Fournette some is active tonight Fournette and Mike Evans. I just got the uh, just got the updates. Wait, they are active. Fournette and Evans are both active tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. It's 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 uh, Godwin who I have on my fantasy team. No one cares about your fantasy team, Rob, unless we're talking about fantasy camp. Really? Because you destroyed me in uh, in our in I our sure game. Did. I that mean, was, I, I really did. My my team is good this year. My team's oh, awful. Uh, my if you if you count fantasy camp, I haven't. I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. But no. All but, right. So. Um, yeah, so that, that no, does but it for so the, uh, Pat's Broncos. The, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, there's no Pat's line. I, but, Pat's. I don't yeah. care if Cam plays or not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if if Locke's not playing, that Broncos team isn't good. Although they did hammer the Jets. Yeah, which that, is that does means nothing. It does mean literally nothing. But Gase has to get fired like next week. No. I know. I don't want it to happen. The only the best case scenario is he gets fired and then the Texans hire him. Oh, yeah. Oh, this during the season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to replace Cornell. How great would that be? That would be like the... I uh, could like, see it. Like the like the Dolphins had a diabolical plan all along. Get get Gase over to... <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I read some kind of meme that was like, Bill O'Brien <laughs> trades for Adam Gase to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I... Like, no. Trades in- I'd say no because he would have sent Deshaun Watson to the Jets. So let's let's not let him do that. Yeah, that's true. We definitely don't want that to happen. All right, we're we're at time for break number two. Um, when we come back, it'll be time for our favorite segment of the show, which fantasy, is camp. fantasy camp. So please stay tuned. Welcome back. So now it's time for our favorite moment of the show. Pick watch. You miss. You I still have pick watch on the brain. I, I see that so happy about our, about our draft picks this year. Um, all right, Rob, I'm going to let you recap what happened to you last week. So if, you know, if everybody, if just real quick, what is fantasy camp? So Rob and I try to, we, every week we draft fantasy teams comprised entirely out of Miami dolphin football, skill players, skill position players, and one defensive player. Um, and as you can imagine, it's quite the exercise in futility. Um, but I've, I'm on a pretty high run of success this year. Rob, why don't you recap how you lost this week? Uh, because you had Parker with his 110 receiving yards and 10 receptions. And because uh, we, tr- we mixed it up this year, and we, we have it's running back, wide receiver, and then a, t- a tight end, or f- uh, it's a flex. It's tight end, running back, or wide receiver in that spot. So you opened with Parker, so I took Gaskin and Gasicki, not realizing that now with my flex tied up, you had no reason to to take your 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 flex and were able to just run the board with Parker and Williams and leave me uh, with Williams and, and Ford, Ford and leave me with zero wide receivers. So I was I was in a bind. Not that it would have mattered because the only Actually, again, Gaskins was the second leading guy with you know with his eight points, his forty rushing yards, twenty receiving yards, three catches. Ah, it was awful. So I will say, and we didn't really touch on this in, in the beginning. I thought I thought Brita looked again like the more explosive of the two running backs in the passing game. He had some nice plays. He ended up having thirty nine yards receiving on a on a couple of three catches, um, but he. He just looks more explosive to me. He does, and I think he will take over eventually. I'm not. I'm not even sure why that. I mean, I know Yaskins looks fine, but he's not. He's not going to like break that play. He's not going to bust out when he's hit behind the line. He's just. He's. He's very competent. You know, like we would have killed to have him last. Well, we had him, but to have him doing this last year. <laughs> I actually mentioned that. I was like, when we were watching the game, I was like, we. You know, this guy was on the roster last year. <laughs> I think the offensive line made a big is making a big difference for that. All right, so Rob will try to get off the schneid this week by picking first, and let's see if he learned anything from his experience last week. So, part of me, 
is doesn't want to take Parker first because the times I have him are times he does not have a big game, and I wish him to have a big game. But I also need a fantasy camp win, um, as you are doubling. You're like almost doubling me in points, so I'm taking Devonte Parker. Okay, I'm going to take uh, Preston Williams and Mike Gesicki. And Gesicki. Okay, so I will take Gaskins. And Ford. Smart. Look at you. You learned. I learned. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take... Uh, Joaquin Grant, because I need... Actually, no, 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 wait. Not yet. Sorry. Just, you're not going to... Although, I guess you could, because that would be your your flex... Um, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> yeah, so one of them's got to be Jackie Grant. I was hoping you'd you'd screw up and not realize I had my flex open. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. I caught myself. And uh, I'll go Brita over Howard here. Howard is useless, by the way. My uh, God. Yeah, so... The question is... He's like a slower version of Balazs. But I'm... Like, Balazs is fast. Balazs ran really fast into nothing. So I'm taking Howard Howard as my flex. Oh, you're taking Howard as... Well, going for the touchdown, I see. But what else... I mean, what else else can you really put there? Smythe? Bowden again? (laughs) He showed up. Smythe actually showed up. That's true. He had a couple catches. I know. Um... I'm gonna mix this up. I'm I'm taking uh I'm taking Alandon Roberts. I think he led us in tackles last week and he's healthy, so I'm going with him. So you want Baker? I'm going Xavier Howard. Oh, you think he's doing it again? I think he's coming around. I think he's getting healthy and uh, Garoppolo likes to throw picks. We probably need to make picks worth more than one than like, but uh <clears throat> whatever. We don't have to this week. All right, so hopefully in week five, the team Tua, that's my team, prevails yet again, and I move to 5-0. and oh. I have not lost in fantasy camp yet this year. I also won the fantasy camp league title last year as well, so trying to repeat. I'm off to a good start. Team Tua is 4-0. Oh. We'll, we'll see if Rob can turn it around. Now, um, my second favorite part of the show is where we just get to talk about nonsense, which is right now. So if you have lasted this long, probably not going to talk about any more Miami Dolphins stuff. But have you caught up on the boys? I have. And if you haven't, probably just turn this off because we'll probably spoil a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So this was the uh, the, pen- the penultimate episode, which means the episode before the last one. Um Ended with a hell of a cliffhanger, which, again, I'm going to express my extreme displeasure with having to wait a week in between episodes on uh, on Amazon to watch this. So this is an Amazon Prime original television show. Uh, I believe Seth Rogen is the producer, and it's about a world where superheroes exist, but they are a corporate entity. So they're, they have all the same shortcomings that any corporate entity has, including they're, they're really... The only thing they really care about are profits, not people or saving anyone. So, um, yeah, it was uh, the the way the last episode ended with them in uh, they were in court. the The superhero creating company Vought, who are the the main villains, I suppose, of the show, uh, were on trial. Um, and there was a star witness for for the good guys that are trying to bring them down. And all of a sudden, everybody's head started exploding. Yeah. No, although I don't. Did we, I don't know. Would I call this a cliffhanger? I mean, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't get anybody that was in that room to safety. There were still some main characters that were in the room. Oh yeah, but yeah, but most of them were like superheroes at that point. Some, did you notice be. some superheroes heads exploded too? Uh, whose? The A Train replacement. Oh yeah, that guy was weak. Right, but I mean, they were <laughs> yeah, showing yeah. wasn't what they were they were killing superheroes as well. Right. So I was waiting to see if what if Homelander or 
uh, Stormfront's head was going to explode. That's I thought that was going to be the big thing, but I guess they couldn't really do that now. Um, like given how, I don't know. Those are like the two. They're I think two of the best characters on the show, so um, wouldn't make sense to kill them this quickly. Um, I mean, Homelander's been there the whole time, but he's not going. They're not going to kill him. Right no, now. you you can't. That's so pretty much think, the driving I, force. Do you have a theory on on who's doing it? Um, I think. No, I don't. I think it's somebody that, like, we probably somebody we didn't know was a soup all along. So my theory is the uh, the the girl who ex- who escaped from the hospital last and last week's episode. No, uh, the one was the uh, or maybe that was two weeks ago. The yeah, the but where it, they were testing. It can't be her. One, she crushes things more than explodes. Two, she was in the hospital when the um, agents had Let exploded. me finish. Oh. I think that she's being controlled oh. by the Gus Fring character, the guy who runs Vought. I think he's controlling her. So I think he sent her to explode that CIA agent's head and then brought her back. And now that she's out, since he's got her, he's controlling her somehow, he had her there exploding everybody's head. Because notice he wasn't there. And why introduce this character that has this sort of telekinesis power to, to, to then have her escape and like let her let let it be known that she's out? You know, if that's because not, that's you know, a red herring. I, I think it's more of likely Gus Fring is doing it himself. Possible, possible. So Gus Fring is. Uh, I don't know the I don't know the actual actor's name. Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito. What's his name? Giancarlo Esposito. Oh yeah, he's fan, he's a fantastic actor. I just I always refer to him as Gus Fring. That was a character he played. On Breaking Bad, he's also uh, he showed up at the end of The Mandalorian as well. Um, I'm trying to think of other things he's done. He's a fantastic actor. I just I can never remember his name for the life of me. But yes, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, he's also in The Boys. He's only been in a couple scenes this year, so um, I, it's tied to him somehow. It has to be. I agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we're in we're in kind of like so you're saying you think he actually has powers. I mean, I think that's more likely than than the obvious setup. What fun is it if the person they set up is the one who did, is doing it? Well, you didn't think it was very obvious. You were like, she can't even do that. Because because she can't. She's she squishes <laughs> she squishes things. She doesn't explode things. Okay, Rob. Okay, okay. Um, I also wanted to uh, during the nonsense segment. I did want to. I, Rob and I are big Tampa Bay Lightning fans, and we didn't even mention. Uh, Mentioned their their wonderful Stanley Cup Stanley run. Cup. So, kudos to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, well deserved. That team, talk about, you know, being deserving and, and going through uh, a lot of trials and tribulation. There was a great article um, in ESPN dot com uh, immediately following their their victory um, that just kind of covered uh, everything that team's been through since like twenty fourteen to now and how close they've been and um, you know, the injuries to Stamkos and, and, you know, it was, it was great seeing him get in that game in, uh, I, you know, in, in game, was it game four? Uh, three or game, it was game three. I three. think game three that Stamkos got in, he played one shift, scored a goal and then hobbled off. That, that was just, I mean, yeah. Awesome to be able to get a goal. Yeah. I mean, it would, the only thing that would have been better is if it would have been like a cup, the, the clinching goal, but but still, stuff stuff fairy tales are made of. That was it was amazing. And then my, and Hedman for for as great as he's been for as many years as he's been with the Lightning, um, just a masterful performance uh, throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Won the MVP. Um, uh, just a just great seeing them kind of come together and really tough odds, like a really tough situation for for all those teams that were you know in you know in the the NHL bubble um, and what they had to go through and just. Uh, just great to see him win, especially the year after getting swept, after having the best regular season in the NHL and then getting swept by a number eight seed in the first round of the playoffs and where they, they really didn't show up. The Lightning were terrible in that series. Oh, that was and, awful. Yeah, and just the way they they, they they burned through these playoffs. I mean, they they got the Columbus Blue Jackets again, so they got their rematch, and they, they beat them in five. You know, They took the Bruins down pretty easily in five games. Uh, then they had it took them six to get past the Islanders, but the, the Islanders were clearly overmatched, and uh, and and then another six games to take on the the Dallas Stars, who were playing very very well, and that was a that was a very very good hockey team they beat in the finals. So it was this well way, deserved, I mean, and, and I just I, I couldn't have been happier. I hope they're able to 
keep the team together and, and, and keep the run going into next year. This may be a little uh, too much off the uh, topic, but um, in that last game, in game six, when the, the Stars had the power play with like three minutes, that was like three and under four minutes to go, I would have pulled the goalie. I would have went with the two-man advantage. I mean, what? They, they mentioned that on the on the. Oh, on the I didn't call. hear I them. The problem was they, I think they actually wanted to. They kept showing him looking over, but he couldn't get off the ice because the lightning, they were, they, right. they kept controlling the puck. So they couldn't, they couldn't keep the puck in the lightning zone to get him off the ice. Um, I, was, I think they wanted to. Um, but they just, they were doing, they had, I mean, they were, they did not make a lot of mistakes in this postseason. I watched a lot of their hockey games and, and, and a lot of the run that they were on. I mean, the goals they gave up were, you know, those were, those were great goals. I mean, there's Vassie let in a couple soft ones. I'm not going to lie. There were, there were times in the playoffs where I was, I was kind of frustrated with them, but they didn't make a lot of mistakes as a team. Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of defensive breakdowns. They did a really good job controlling the puck. Um, you know, and they, they played physical when they had to, you know, they could, they could play any style of hockey you wanted. If you wanted to run and gun, they were going to, they clearly were going to win that. If you wanted to get physical with them, they did, they didn't back down at all. Um, just a, it was just great. Like it was really good to watch. I agree. I enjoy Another it. shout out is our Tampa Bay Rays are playing actually right now with a chance to eliminate the New York Yankees. And boy, do I hope they win tonight because yeah. I don't see a game five with Garrett Cole. But, man, that would be just incredible if the Rays are able to pull this one off and then get to the ALCS and hopefully make it onto the World Series. But one thing at a time, let's let's take care of the Yankees tonight. I agree. Nobody likes the Yankees. And no, we're a pl- and the Rays are a plucky little team. Everybody loves them. They're great. They really are. They've been they've been a lot of fun to watch too. I was I was thinking that last night as they were, you know, they were winning uh their their game last night against the it's just a fun group of guys to uh you know to watch play you know they they they, they seem to play the game the right way they like playing together um the little you know kind of kitschy things that they do with the you know the i know the opener is kind of old hat now but i like that they they started it i loved that the yankees tried to do it to them and it backfired because the yankees just they don't they don't understand it apparently they don't understand how it works um it only works against teams that are like stacked against one way or the other. That's the whole the whole good well, thing about the Rays is they're versatile. They can really they can if I'm, they could have a team of just nine guys that they could just turn around and play in different positions every night. That's what they would do. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it, it like it, obviously it didn't work, but I wouldn't say it backfired. I mean, that that it was a young kid and he did look a little shaky. You could have gone out for another couple innings, sure, but I also you know it it wasn't insane to to go to hap at that point so no no i mean that was they were clearly they were trying to get the race to set a certain lineup oh no i i mean i know how it works i'm just saying it that it, it wasn't like it blew up in their face well that's the thing about the rays though is they're not like they're not all of them like even their their lefty right lefty guys like they you know their their splits are even like that's the thing with them that makes them so difficult to play against right is like the guys that shouldn't be able to hit lefties hit lefties really well and the guys that shouldn't be able to hit righties hit righties really well. Like they like, it's they're none of them are like superstars except this Rosa that that Rosa Rayana guy looks. Oh my god! But um, well, Lau's yeah. Lau's going to be a superstar. I think so, but I mean, but I just it's just it's great. Like they're all good players. Like there's no weak spots in the lineup. Like watching we've watched the Rays a lot over the years, and there's always been you know kind of weak links. And there's definitely like you know like I said, there's not there's no superstars. But these guys are all, they're all good players. And they all, like, I just love watching them play. It's fun. It's made baseball very interesting. And this, this has been weird. I, do you agree with this? Like, of all the sports, it seems like baseball is the most affected by no fans. It's kind of just turned into, like, batting practice for these guys. Uh, well, I think basketball, because the fans are right on top. I mean, like... Right, but you're watching like if you've watched any of the basketball games, like they still look kind of the same. Like they don't like. Oh, you're like, saying you're saying as a fan watching it, it seems the most affected. Not that the players are affected. No, I'm saying like the actual game itself. Like it literally like last now the other night, like that like the way he was throwing was incredible. Like if that like if there like I feel like if there are fans in the stands, like he hasn't he doesn't give up. I I don't know like the four like he gave up four runs. And he was like practically unhittable. It was it was crazy. I well, just feel like it's, it's, I mean it's, maybe it's a bigger advantage for the hitters 
and it's changed it around. I feel like I feel like it's changed the game a little bit. But like even like the who was the guy that came went in for the raise the other Fairbanks when he was like like couldn't find the strike zone was melting down in the game they when they almost they almost lost that game. Like I feel like that would have been worse with with a crowd of people like screaming at him. Yeah, but they, that was technically that was a home game for them. So even so, even if they're the home fans are going to start booing, whatever. Like <laughs> in in the trop, it's going to be thirty percent Yankees anyway. You know, it's like it's not like he's not going to hear stuff. I feel like in that side, it may, maybe it's a wash, but I. But I agree. Maybe it is the hearing, you know, maybe not having the crowd is an advantage on the hitters, though. It just it seems like it has been like they seem to, like I, I, like I feel like I'm watching them throw batting practice, even though the guy's throwing one hundred and one miles per hour with movement up in the zone. And these guys are still crushing it like out of the park. Like like I've I just I've never seen anything like it. Like it like the game itself looks different to me watching it. Right. Well, but it's also it's it's been evolving into just home runs and strikeouts and nothing else. Right. I think this has just magnified it a little bit. Yeah. But um, and then I did want to did give one more shout out to another Florida team. I, I'm, I'm not the hugest NBA fan, but I've been watching since uh, there hasn't been a lot to do. Uh, the Miami Heat, who look like their title run is going to come up a little bit short. But what a nice run through the playoffs for them. It was good seeing them upset some teams and you know, give the Lakers a little bit of a hard time here towards the end. Um, I don't know if you watch any NBA or care, Rob, but the, the Heat are... Uh, yeah, I don't, nice- I don't pay that much attention. Without a team here it's, and not having a a team, it, it I tend to fall out of it. Like, I pay attention to who's winning and, you know, what's happening, but not not really watching yeah. any games. I don't typically. I mean, I was never, like, a, a an Orlando Magic fan. I wasn't, you know, I was a bigger NBA fan in the nineties, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, even when the heat were good with LeBron and everything, I didn't really care that much, but this, for some reason I've enjoyed watching this, this little heat team make their, their run. It's been fun. I agree. And the, uh, looks like the, the Astros have defeated, uh, the A's. So that's who, Oh, that's a bummer. Yes. My, uh, my work, a lot of my work friends are, are A's fans out here, which I thought there'd be more Giants. And there are a lot of Giants fans, but there's uh, in our little sports chat that we have on on Slack with uh, the guys I work with. There's a, there's a good amount of A's fans in there, so they're going to be pretty bummed. Been been having a lot of talks in there this this week about that. But anyway, and with that, I think that's a, a fair amount of nonsense here. So uh, go Rays, way to go Lightning. Let's go Dolphins, and uh, maybe the Heat can shock some people tonight. Beat those Niners! Beat them Niners. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next week.